Awesome. Thank you. Okay. It's 24 past one. Sometimes we just have an inadvertent theme on the afternoon show. We are going pretty naturey today. That was the call of the native mohua, or yellowhead. And to sound our next guest, Professor Hamish Spencer, is pretty familiar with. According to Hamish, mohua are not only one of our most accomplished vocalists, but they're a pretty visually striking species too. But like many of Aotearoa's native birds, its population has been decimated by invasive pest species. The easiest way to spot a mohua these days is on predator-free Ulva Island, which is just off Rakiura Stewart Island. Uh, Hamish has managed to find some time in his day to tell us a bit more about mohua. Hi, Hamish. Hi, Jeffy. Good to talk to you. Was that a boy or a girl we just heard? Uh, probably a boy, but I can't be sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> they make more noise. What is the appeal of the mohua for you? Well, I'm an evolutionary biologist, and so I'm I'm really struck by how evolutionarily distinct they are. But but also just as a bird watcher, they're a beautiful bird. You know that they're called yellowhead in English, but really the yellow goes over far more than their head. It goes round into their um, belly, round the top of their necks. It's in their tails. They're they're a stunning bird, um, and you know so they're a beautiful bird to see as well as a a bird that's really interesting from an evolutionary point of view. Yeah, um, I'm looking at some photos of it now. That is really beautiful and so yellow. It almost looks like it's been coloured in with uh, one of those highlighter pens. Yeah, I mean, people think of New Zealand birds as not being very brightly coloured, but the, the mohua is a really real exception to that. It's, it, it is a glorious bird, and, um, you know, it's it's on the $100 note, but I don't seem to have those in my wallet all nah, that Nah, wouldn't that be good? So I, I, <laughs> I don't see them on my money all that often, I have to compare. Yeah. Um, can you give us a bit more of a description of people are trying to picture it and they're not in front of the internet? Yeah, so it's not a it's not a very big bird. It's about the size of a sparrow, I suppose, um, and it, it's got bright yellow, canary yellow, all over its head and down onto its belly and on the tail, as I said. And on its back, it's got this sort of um, olive browny green colour, um, which sort of fits really nicely with the the bird. And a little, it's got a little black eye and a little short beak, um, not as sort of deep as a sparrow's beak, but um, and black legs and and it's a really active little bird. Um, in the forest, it's, 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 they move around in these little family groups and they're constantly chattering to each other. Sometimes they make that whistle that you hear, but a lot of the time too, they're just, all of them are just sort of chattering away. It's like they're keeping in touch with each other. Huh. They, 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 they're really diligent. They're constantly moving sort of higher up, sort of digging into little places where there's a bit of moss or a bit of lichen or a bit of loose bark looking for insects and other invertebrates. And, and there's just often if you're underneath a flock of them, you get covered in these little bits of lichen or moss or bark or whatever that they've just dislodged. There's this constant rain of, of small bits of debris coming down. They're, they're an exciting bird to see. Yeah, and as an evolutionary biologist, I can ask you this. What niche do they fill? Because you only really get to keep your place in an ecosystem if you're doing something that nobody else is doing. Yeah, yeah. So um, Mohua are only in the South Island. Um, they've got a counterpart, the um, Popocotia or Whitehead in the North Island. And um, they, they're 
they were once sort of the lead birds in these mixed flocks of, of foragers. So they would go around and they would disturb a bunch of, of insects and so on. And other birds would follow them around. So things like um, uh, fantails um, and riflemen and tomtits and grey warblers and, and um, tiaki, saddlebacks, um, and even um, some of the small parrots, the kakariki, they would all follow them around and, and they would, you know, they'd be in these flocks of birds foraging together. And so um, they were, you know, they were really important in the in the forest and you can't see that anymore uh, unless you go somewhere like Olva where there aren't any predators. And you realise just, you know, how, well, it's a bit sad really, but how dead our bush is on the mainland compared to, you know, what it was 150, 200 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that is yeah. tough. Um, why, and again, I feel I can ask you this given your job, why yeah. does it have a yellow head? What would it, but what, it's, what would its evolutionary advantage have been? You know, that's a good question and we don't know the answer to that. I mean, probably it's something to do with what, what you know, female uh, mohua found exciting in male mohua and vice versa, but um, oh, that's, yeah. just, that's just a guess. You know, a lot of birds... You know, birds are, are very visual, and probably it's something to do with that. But, but we don't really know, unfortunately. And okay. it's pretty hard to find out. Yeah. And how similar are they to, say, a, a bird that you might find in Australia? How distinct are they? So the closest relatives, yeah, the closest relatives are in Australia, and it's only about ten years ago that um, people realised just um, what the real closest relative was. Um, so they're closely related to some Australian birds called satellas, uh, which interestingly have a very similar kind of, of behaviour. You know, satellas um, crawl up and down the trunks of trees, dislodging little insects and invertebrates from nooks and crannies in the in the bark there. Um, but if, if I'd asked you this question 20 years ago, I said, what's the closest relative to a mohua? We would have come up with a group of Australian birds called whistlers, which yeah. they kind of look the same, but they're really they're a lot bigger um, and they clearly are. They're clearly quite different. So our birds, the closest relatives, the Australian satellites, are 20 million years. They, di- they diverged 20 million years ago. So they're really quite different. How many do we have left in New Zealand? Of mohua? Um, they'd, they'd be in the, oh, well, I, I'm really guessing here. My guess is that they're in the low thousands or maybe the high hundreds. There's not lots because they, you know, the mainland populations have really been clobbered by rats and, and um, stoats and, and the clearing of forests. So they, they're only going to be in bush and they really only do well where we do predator control. So they're on a few uh, offshore islands. They're on, um, on um, uh, what is it, Blue Mine Island in the Marlborough Sounds and they're on... Um, uh, I think it's Resolution Island in um, in Fiordland, and there's a few mainland populations that we we do a bit of predator control and we keep them. But there's not lots of mohua left. So, you know, if you see one, or if you see a flock, you don't usually see one. Um, you've had a real special treat. Oh, cool, Hamish. Thanks yeah. so much for sharing some of your knowledge with us today.